0: Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series. Interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started.
1: Hi everyone, this is Pat Sherlock and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is so terrific. It's getting loan officers to use digital technology. We have the perfect expert, Corey Shelton, who is SVP at Atlantic Coast Mortgage is certainly an experienced technology person and a mortgage person, which is terrific. Prior to that, he's with Atlantic Bay Mortgage and he's had his own technology company. Hi, Corey.
0: Hi, Pat. How's it going? Thanks for having me on.
1: Well, I'm thrilled because this is such a popular topic. I hear this from managers all the time, so I'm thrilled that you're able to do this. So, But before we jump into the main topic, let's talk about how you got into mortgage banking. I know you had your own company at one point, and share with the listeners.
0: Yeah, so the the short of it is, and I'll try to keep this as short as possible, but uh, when I was in college, I taught myself how to program and code websites. That led to the first job that I had in the mortgage industry where I was a web developer, um, made it all the way up to senior web developer. Um, so thing, things happened there, they ended up laying off some people. I kind of made a decision of, instead of trying to find you know, another corporate job, I ventured out on my own. I started my own brand strategy and digital marketing agency. And then now with where I'm at, the senior vice president of marketing at Atlantic Coast Mortgage, Atlantic Coast Mortgage was actually a consultant client of mine opportunity opened up and I felt like it was the perfect match, perfect time for me and what they were looking for. Picked up all my things, moved from Virginia Beach uh, up here to North Virginia. I live in Arlington now. And uh, so for the past almost three years, I've been the head of marketing here at Atlantic Coast Mortgage.
1: Wow, terrific. And I love the entrepreneurial side for sure. So Corey, why don't you share like what is your biggest challenge you have in your specific role now as head of marketing?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people would, would maybe think it's more along the marketing campaigns or social media or even the technology piece. But really, I think the, the, one of the most challenging things is leading your people in a way that helps them understand the vision and the why behind whatever your goals are, whatever your strategies are, whatever projects that you're working on. I think that being able to properly lead them and convey that vision is probably One of the biggest challenges, but at the same time, it's also one of the biggest rewards in terms of when you're able to translate that over in a way where people take hold of it, not just because you're telling them to do something, but they actually believe in the vision and the goals that you've established and you've collaboratively done that with others as well. To me, that's both one of the most challenging things, but it's also one of the most rewarding things.
1: Well, how true. And I know we're going to talk about that with the main topic. How do you get loan officers to do something? That's for sure. So Corey, why don't you share about what surprised you in 2021 besides interest rates?
0: You know what? Obviously, in 2020, we had a huge refi boom. I think that that you know we're still doing well with, with refinances. I think that there's going to be more emphasis on purchase for 2021, but after the year that we had for 2020, Pat, I don't know that I can say <laughs> at the point that anything surprises me. For me, there are always things that pop up, but I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is how to quickly adapt, and more importantly, how to help my team refocus when unexpected things occur. You know, whether it's things with the pandemic or when we have a refi boom or when we're kind of trying to shift some of our focus from the refinance side of things to purchase. So, you know, I don't know that I could say one thing that surprised me. I think after 2020, I think all of us have been surprised to the point where we can't be surprised anymore. And really the name of the game now is just learning how to adapt quickly to market changes, technology changes and and even social changes. Right. And so that that to me is probably the biggest thing, not necessarily surprise wise, but sort of one of the biggest takeaways I would say that I have.
1: Well, that leads into the next question on how do you provide time for yourself to learn to stay on top of all the new trends? And what's that biggest area that you're concentrating your own learning on?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, which is one of the reasons why I'm I'm grateful to be on your podcast. I love listening to podcasts. I used to have my own podcast. I read a lot of blog articles. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. There's specific Facebook groups that I, I've joined and, and been a part of. I read a lot of books. And so it's really a combination of, of taking as much as you can from all these different interesting places that you know, people are creating content on. And then I think it's really being able to translate that into a way that makes sense for whatever your role, whatever your position is, who your, who your company is, you know, because there are a lot of different mortgage companies out there. And while we might all be in the same industry, I, I look at mortgage companies in the same way I do as people. We all have different personalities. We all have different tastes. Uh, we all have different audiences that we may be trying to go after. And so for me, that's the biggest thing. It's, it's really trying to pull content from a plethora of different platforms uh, and places, whether it's physical or digital, and then trying to translate it in a way that makes the most sense for you know, what my own goals are, whether it's personal or even professionally speaking. So,
1: Kurt, do you devote some part of your day to learning or is it that you just do it once a week or how does that actually work? I'm curious.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it, it's funny. I have conversations with my team where pretty much from nine to five, my time is other people's time. You know, I, I typically will work from nine to five and then from, say, five to six thirty is, is typically when I'll get my own personal things that I need to get done. But for me, it's one of those things where, you know, learning isn't something where you have to necessarily sit down. Sure, there are moments where it's either early in the morning when I get home from the gym or maybe in the evening before I, I go to the gym where I or when I get home, I'll read something or I'll take a look at something. But, you know, when I'm in my car traveling somewhere, I typically have a podcast on or an audio book on when I'm at the gym and I'm working out. You know, most people are listening to music. I'm listening to things that whether it pertains to leadership or marketing or brand identity, or something that's specifically related to a platform that we use at our company. I'm always just trying to leverage those moments from a multitasking standpoint where it's, I'm kind of doing something that I don't necessarily need to focus on it. When I go to the gym, I know what I'm doing. When I'm driving, I know what I'm doing. And so it's really trying to maximize my time as effectively as possible because I don't have the same amount of time that I did back in the day when I was in college or you know, even when I had my own agency as what I do right now, you know, my time is, has dwindled down more and more as time goes on, particularly once you start factoring in, you know, your own own personal life. And so I've done my best to maximize those different times, whether, like I said, it's driving in the car, at the gym, going and taking a walk, to just put on a podcast, put on an audio book, or some other form of, you know, learning that I can do. I love to learn, that's how I grew up, that's how I was raised. And so it, to me, it kind of comes as second nature. The other thing I would say is, you know, when I'm when it's late at night, I have trouble sleeping. So a lot of times I'm still sitting there late at night reading through different articles or catching up on, you know, emails that have come through that I thought were interesting, whether it's for, from Google Trends or Rob Chrisman or some one of those other ones where it's like providing information, whether it's specific to your market or, you know, general industry trends uh, or technology trends. So, you know, that's kind of the, the, the long winded approach, I guess I would say, of explaining how I, I take a learning or my learning approach of of what it is
1: no, I think it's terrific because you do have to commit yourself and you obviously have focused on times that most people would consider kind of a waste and making them impactful. So I think it's a smart idea. So that leads us to our topic today of getting loan officers to use digital technology. Talk about kind of (laughs) your impressions and why I was so excited about having you on because I've heard you speak about this topic at many other places.
0: Yeah you know what's interesting about with technology is the biggest challenge with technology is not technology itself the biggest challenge starts with the mindset behind the why and that's one of the things that we tried to bridge that gap at Atlantic Coast Mortgage where you can have a marketing team that's putting all these great campaigns in place there you have sort of a, a systematized approach of different platforms that you're using whether you're talking about your CRM or your LOS system or your POS system, or these other third-party integrations that you have. But unless you get buy-in, by first tapping into the mindset of the loan officer, it's really hard to get that user adoption, right? And so for us, that's one of the areas where we really focus a lot of our efforts around training, and a big part of that training is explain the why behind it. I think a lot of people you know one of my favorite authors is Simon Sinek, and he talks about how, you know everybody knows what they do. A lot of people know how they do it, but very few know why they do it. And I think particularly when, when it comes to high producing loan officers or loan officers that have been in the industry for a long time, they're kind of set in their ways, right? And there's that that old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And that doesn't pertain to age as much as it does just how long you've been in the industry. You're kind of set in your ways. You've already figured out what you want to do. but as things are continually changing and we're having to learn how to adapt, whether you're talking about social media or some of the other different types of technology platforms, or even getting used to, to getting in front of a camera and doing video so that you can connect with your audience. I think all of those things boil down to one, being able to tap into the mindset of the officer to explain to them why this is important, why, you know, I, the thing that I always preach to them is adapt or die. And I think that we're seeing that now where, with all the different trends that that you have coming out from technology, from social media, with video, all these platforms are great in and of themselves, but they're certainly overwhelming, particularly with people that aren't necessarily used to using those platforms. So from my perspective, when it comes to getting adoption and, and leveraging digital technology, that's where it's kind of taking a step back and understanding, okay, how can we tap into the mindset? What is the training that's needed it goes beyond the platform, because even with training, a lot of times what I'll see happen is they'll get trained on the platform, but they don't really know how to apply that to the, their specific scenarios. And so even from that perspective, we've taken a little bit different approach where the training that we try to, to provide is more scenario-based. So instead of us taking one specific platform that we're using, whether it's a new platform or one that we've had for a while and we've integrated in some new piece of te- technology, it's us coming together and saying, here's how you can start leveraging this Throughout this specific scenario, right? So whether you're talking about refinance or you're talking about purchase, whatever the scenario is, but it's giving them the whole picture, right? Instead of just giving them a little piece of the puzzle, which is that technology platform, whether you're like, again, whether you're talking about the CRM side, LOS, POS, whatever it is, it's giving them the the whole picture of that so that holistically they understand how this is going to benefit them. And I would almost say more importantly, how it's going to benefit their clients because You know, one of the things that we say at Atlantic Coast Mortgage is that we're here to help guide you home. And that extends beyond just the final signature on, you know, that closed loan. It goes well beyond that. And so if we're going to hold true to that promise to really be their guide and to to serve them to the best of our ability, well, then that means that we need to adapt to some of the new technology that's coming out, not only because it's going to benefit our bottom line in terms of generating more revenue or being able to to connect or engage better, but it's going to provide a better experience that allows us to actually fulfill that initial promise that we provided to the to the actual client right of, you know we're going to be here throughout the entire process after the process is done we're still going to be here so that every time you hear from us it's always great news right like if you're talking about from a refi perspective and so i think that the more that we do that and i think that it's it's you know to be frank it is one of those things where it doesn't happen all at once i, I always tell people everybody wants to grow but nobody wants to change because change is hard And i think though that as we begin to get more adoption and as we begin to get better with our training that more and more loan officers particularly from from our company they see the benefits and the results that others are having and they say oh wow i want that too right and so that kind of helps us bolster our arguments as well on top of the the training but i think that's the biggest piece is the training the coaching and the mentoring really bridges the gap between. The marketing side of things in terms of setting up campaigns, setting up the technology, and then even the IT piece, which is the actual implementation to, like, say, your Encompass, right, or something like that. And so, to me, that's where I think a lot of people are lacking, and that's really one of the areas that we're trying to bridge the gap to help our loan officers better leverage the technology that we have, not just for the sake of leveraging technology, but really to help them, you know, improve and enrich their own lives. While at the same time improving and enriching the lives of the clients that they promised they would help at the beginning.
1: So, Corey, is this on a volunteer basis, is my first question. And the second question that I have is that during the interview process, since technology is so important, is that one of the screens that you do when you're hiring people? So first question, when you're doing the training, is it volunteer basis, which the loan officers raise their hand and say, yes, I want to be trained on it? Or is it that you're enforcing that they all have to be trained on it?
0: It's voluntary for the most part, right? One of the things we always try to do, and this doesn't happen every time, but, you know, one of the things we try to do as much as we can is, is have beta groups. So if we're going to roll something out, if we have the ability to roll it out to a small subset of people um, that we've identified as early adopters from the LO perspective, right? We typically will reach out to those and off say, hey, we have this new thing that we're about to roll out, you know, in say two to three months. love for you to come on board now as a, as a beta user so that we can get feedback because that's one of the pieces that I also feel like is missing is that you can have something that's led by say the marketing team or the IT team, but where you lack knowledge is on the actual from the LO's perspective. Right? And so that's another area where, you know, our training is, is voluntary. We try to make it to where there's multiple trainings so that it's accessible and, and easy for everybody to join. That way it's not kind of like a one and done thing. But we also try to incorporate in our, our loan officers as part of the training. So the loan officers that are, you know, power users or they're really leveraging certain pieces of technology and they're seeing, you know, a significant uptick in their loan volume or their ability to assist and, and help their clients, we leverage their expertise, their reputation inside of the company on top of ours. And so really. You know, from that perspective, is trying to collaborate honestly as much as you possibly can with your sales team, with your production team, so that it's not just coming from the marketing team. No, instead, the marketing team may be leading it, or the IT team may be leading the training for a specific technology platform or on a subset of different platforms, like I said, where we're talking about specific scenarios of how to better systematize your process across these different scenarios, whether you're talking about different purchase or refi scenarios. But the other big piece of it is, is really trying to incorporate those power users. Because when, you know, a fellow loan officer sees a branch manager or someone that they respect, that's another loan officer who's also coming beside our team or say the IT team. And they're saying, yeah, like this really works. It's really easy. Let me show you what I've done. It's a lot easier. It's kind of like this thing, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Right. And it's, and from my perspective, the loan officer really provides that sugar element where... It's not me telling you this is good for you. You're actually getting this other person who is in a similar position as you saying, hey, I've tried this out, this works, this is what I'm doing. And then and on the flip side of that is, you know, is, we're constantly in this feedback loop with our production team to where our training for, from three months ago might've been great then, but it may not be great now because we've learned new things. We've learned how to do new things or we've learned how to leverage a specific platform in a better or more streamlined way. And so we're constantly always looking for feedback. And so that's where I think taking that approach of coaching, mentoring and training and having that collaboration between marketing and the production team in that way, where particularly when you can get beta users or you have power users that you can leverage their influence within production. I think that that's really where people will start seeing success, because I know. You know just speaking from our own experience adoption a lot of times is a tricky and difficult thing particularly when people are so busy like last year was insane with refis so trying to train anybody on anything when they're getting refinances in hand over fist can be a little bit difficult but when you're talking to them about hey you need this is where you need to start hedging against where refis start curtailing a little bit and, and there's more of an emphasis on purchase and so that's really the approach that we try to take is a collaborative approach. It's one where it's trying to incorporate other loan officers that have seen success along with us walking them through how to systematize everything. You know, It's kind of one of those things where I can give you a tool belt, but if you don't have the blueprints to build the house, your house is probably not gonna be that good, right? But if I can give you the tools and I can give you the blueprint, the system and the processes for it, and then I can also give you someone to help guide you along the way, who's experienced and they've already done it, then it becomes so simple. You know, the first step is always the hardest. And so if we can kind of get over that initial hurdle, it's one of those things, the same thing with social media, right? When people start posting on social media, there's a psychological effect that happens when people start to like their posts. You literally get these little dopamine hits inside of your brain that makes you feel good. And so it's the same way with this, where it's like if we can get you to just start using this a little bit, whether it's one platform or it's several different platforms where we've created an entire system for you. Once you see that little bit of success, it's now all of a sudden you get excited and it goes from I don't want to do this. I don't know how to do this. This is difficult to I'm excited to do this more. And so that's really, you know, the long of really the approach that we take. And trying different methods and kind of where we're at right now and where we're starting to see, you know, fairly good success across the board in terms of technology adoption inside the production teams.
1: Well, certainly the time has flown by. I mean, I could talk to you for hours about this. So uh, we have a couple minutes left. So, Corey, talk about the future trends. Where do you see the future trends in digital technology from a marketing standpoint going to?
0: I think from a future standpoint we're already at a place now where no longer does the company control what the borrower sees, right? Meaning that like in, in more of legacy marketing mindsets, you know, for television and things like that, you could kind of control that more. That's no longer the case. And so I think where I see people shifting more and more is really focusing in on their overall brand. What is their mission? What is their vision? What are their goals? Because at the end of the day, I think that people are becoming a lot more savvy. And the other piece of it is people want to have an experience. And you may think of getting a mortgage as boring and not that exciting. But I think that there are some really interesting ways to make that, that more of an overall positive experience for people. And so I think that being able to leverage technology to provide an incredible experience from start to finish, to hold true to, you know, hopefully everybody's mission is To provide the best experience to do the best possible job. And so, to me, that's kind of where I see people going back to the mindset shift. That's where I see that mindset shift kind of happening, where people realize that, hey, I'm not using technology for technology's sake. This is going to improve my life. It's going to help me save time and make more money as a loan officer, but it's going to allow me to also provide a better experience across the board. One of the biggest things technology allows you to do is create scale so that you're allowed to, instead of You know, now I can send out a video, not just to you, Pat, but I can send it out to a thousand other people to the point where you feel like you have a personal connection with me. Same thing with social media. How many people do you follow on social media where you don't even really know them, but you feel like you know them, right? Right. And so I think that there's a shift in that approach that people take of how they view technology, how they view social media, and how they view creating video content and things of that nature where it's not gonna become something that's optional, it's gonna be something that's required if you wanna continue to succeed in this business.
1: Well, I agree with you completely. I want to thank you, Corey. It was so fast and furious and great. So you really shared a lot of great thoughts. I want to thank everybody for listening to our podcast. And we certainly appreciate you spending time with us today. Thanks again, Corey.
0: Pat, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. uh, And hope everybody had a great time. Look forward to catching you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.